0: Welcome to Lead On, the program where we talk about practical issues related to ministry leadership. I'm Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, and it's my joy each week to talk with you about the practical side of ministry leadership. On this program, we take on the day-to-day issues of what it means to be a pastor, an elder, a deacon, a program director, or a ministry executive, or someone that works in a nonprofit setting. We take on the challenges of day-to-day life in ministry organizations. Today I want to talk with you about a theme that has been very important to me over the years, and it gives me a perspective on leadership that really helps me uh, to maintain uh, my spiritual focus, my long-term uh, timeline, and also just simply helps me to understand my overall role in a, as, of being a leader in God's kingdom. And that perspective is this, leadership as stewardship. Leadership as stewardship. Do you have a life verse? You know, I do. It's a bit of an unusual life verse. Most people choose a life verse that says something about the Great Commission or the Great Commandment or something about life and destiny and all that God wants to do through us. But a number of years ago, I adopted 1 Corinthians 4-7 as my life verse, and it's a rhetorical question. And the verse says this. What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? That verse encapsulates what I mean by leadership as stewardship. What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Now, another. Verse that captures this same idea is Acts 20 24, where the writer says, We have a ministry that we have received from God. A long time ago, I heard a person preach on that text, and he said, Our ministry is received from God, not achieved for God. And that phrase riveted itself in my mind, and I have never been able to escape. This overarching reality, my leadership responsibility is a gift from God. I received it from him. I did not achieve it for him. And because of that perspective, I recognize that my leadership role should call from me humility, dependence, and appreciation to God for allowing me this privilege. Now, when I say leadership is a stewardship, let's talk about just for a moment what the word steward or stewardship means. A steward is, of course, someone who manages something that belongs to someone else. Now, we have no problem talking about this in the financial realm. We say a person is a steward or a manager of other people's resources or other people's assets or wealth. We understand what that means. A steward is someone who manages that which they do not own. So for me, leadership as stewardship means that my responsibility as a leader is to steward or manage this role that I've been given, recognizing that it really doesn't belong to me. It belongs instead to God. Now, a steward also is responsible to maximize the opportunity he or she has been given for the benefit of the owner. You can see this taught in the parable of the talents, for example. As a leader, I've been given certain responsibilities, certain opportunities, and my uh, task is to maximize those opportunities for the benefit of the owner, not for my benefit. In other words, I'm supposed to make the most of my leadership opportunity for God, not for me. And then a stu- seeing leadership as stewardship really helps minimize my role in the responsibility that I've been given. It means that I focus more on the leadership role than on me necessarily as the leader, recognizing that someday I'll be out of this role, but the responsibility, the office, if you will, remains. So here's what we've said so far. Leadership as stewardship. What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? My leadership responsibility has been received from God, not achieved for God. And that perspective helps me understand that the role that I've been given doesn't belong to me. It belongs to God. And my assignment to it for a season is to be the steward of that role, to make the most out of it for the owner, to make the most impact possible on behalf of the owner, and to recognize that my role at the time in that particular responsibility is temporary and that I need to fulfill it as best I can, but not become consumed by thinking that it's really all about me. Now, Let me give you some evidence that I think reveals if we have this stewardship perspective on leadership. One bit of evidence is that we value our role or the responsibility we've been given more than we value our fulfilling that role, our responsibility. Now, I know this is a a, a delicate or a, 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 a very fine distinction that I'm making, but I really want you to get it. A leader as steward values the role or the responsibility they've been given more than they value themselves in that role or responsibility. For example, I'm the president of a seminary. That means I value the presidency more than I value my role or my contribution as president. I value the role and responsibility, the presidency, over my being president. Now, this has a lot of implications, but one of the most significant is recognizing that when I'm gone, when I'm gone, the role and responsibility, the office, if you will, of president, the presidency, will continue after my tenure is passed. Now, what that does for me is it helps me to invest in the presidency more than me being president. It helps me to invest in the office, invest in what the presidency means, and actually invest my time and some of my energy in making sure that the next person who has this role has the same kind of opportunity I did because of the honor brought to the presidency, not to me as president. It also means that I view transition as my ultimate achievement Of being president. You know, I've been leading for a long time, and because of that, I've had a lot of friends and associates and uh, uh, colleagues that have also led for a long time, and I've been watching how some of them transition out of their roles. Some of them seem to do it very well, and others, they really struggle. And one of the common denominators I've seen among those who do it well is that people who transition well out of a role or responsibility one of the ways that they do it well or one of the reasons they do it well is because they saw the role and responsibility as being something that was going to continue after their lifetime. And they wanted to set the next person up to be successful in every way possible. And they wanted to see the presidency or the pastorate be successful more than they wanted to see themselves be successful or recognized while in the role. So for me, sort of the ultimate measure of a leader's effectiveness is not how much they did when they had the role or responsibility, like in my case, president, or in some cases maybe pastor for others. It's not how much did you do while you had the role. It's how did you leave the role for the next person? Was it stronger? Was it uh, better supported? Did it have greater honor? And when you brought the next person in who to follow you, Were you able to easily shift your allegiance to that person because you were recognizing that the the role or the responsibility, in my case, the presidency, towers over what it means to be an individual president? You know, when I uh, became the executive director of the Northwest Baptist Convention many years ago, I followed a long-term, iconic leader who had retired. And many people warned me. Oh, he's going to be a nightmare for you. He's going to be in your business. He's going to be giving you his opinion. He's going to be spouting off in public about different issues. And I heard a number of different warnings about what this man was going to be like. Now, I knew him fairly well. He had been a a colleague and in some ways a mentor to me. And so when I became the executive director, uh, we had a private meeting and he said, You know, I predict that you're hearing a lot of things about me, that I'm going to be a nightmare for you, that I'm going to be in your business, that I'm going to be making these public statements, that I'm going to be causing you all kind of grief. And I just smiled and I thought, man, he must be talking to the same people that are talking to me because he's using almost the exact same language these people are using. And he smiled and he said, Jeff, I'm not going to be any of that. He said, because it's your role and responsibility now, not mine. You're in the office now, not me. And the office is bigger than both of us. And for the Northwest Baptist Convention to be successful, we need the executive director's role and responsibility to be respected, to be valued, to be trusted. And I'm going to do everything I can to elevate you because, I ele- because of the fact that I really believe in the office or the role or the responsibility. Man, that distinction was very significant. And you know what? He did exactly that. Over the next 10 years that I served, he was never in any way negative in any capacity in my leadership role. He supported me. He valued me. He promoted me. He helped me. But I realized along the way it wasn't that he was just doing it for me. It was He was doing it because he really valued the role, the responsibility of executive director even more highly than himself in the role and even more highly than me in the role. He saw that leadership he saw that leadership role as something that he had been a steward over and now I was a steward over but we both had to work together to make sure that the role and the responsibility towered even over our investment in it. And then I came to the seminary now 18 years ago and the same thing happened again. The person who was president before me had served for about 18 years as president and was a much beloved figure. He had done many good things and had accomplished much for the seminary. And when I was coming into my role, people said, well, how will he transition out? And will be, he be able to give up the, the role and responsibility? And will he place high value on you? And some people were warning me in private about how difficult this might be. And then again, I met with this person and he said almost the same things to me that my previous a person had said. When I met with him, he said, look, you're coming into the presidency, and I really value the presidency, and for the school to be strong, there has to be a strong person in that role and in that responsibility, and now God has given it to you, and I want you to know I'm going to be your best advocate, I'm going to be your strongest supporter, because we have to have this role uh, be viewed with honor and value and respect if we're going to really see the seminary thrive. And I thought, here's another person talking to me more about the role, presidency, than about me being president. And that was really helpful to me to see that distinction, again, being made by another veteran leader who saw the importance of transition being the ultimate uh, demonstration of the effectiveness of his leadership. So today we're talking about leadership as stewardship. It's about seeing the role that you've been given as being bigger than you in in the role. It's about seeing the responsibility that you've been given as being bigger than you in the role. It's seeing, in my case, the presidency as being bigger than a president, an executive director being bigger than any one single executive director. And yes, even the pastorate or the pastoral office being bigger than and having a a a role different than or a a placement different than any individual person who might have that responsibility. And you can scale this down to anywhere in a leadership uh, leadership of a Christian organization or a Christian church. The role of the responsibility is actually bigger than the person holding it. That's what I mean by leadership as stewardship, that you come into that role of responsibility, you take it on as a steward, recognizing that it really belongs to God, And you have an opportunity to make the most of it while you're serving for the one who really matters, and that's God who's given you the privilege of being a leader in that context. So some evidence of a steward's perspective is that we value the role more than the person in the role. We value the role more highly than we even value our own contribution in the role, uh, another evidence of leadership of stewardship is we really invest some time, energy, and effort in making the next president successful, and in building the organization so that the role and responsibility can be passed on and have its own uh, a life of its own, if you will, that's bigger than any one individual who holds it, and then. We also have a leadership and stewardship perspective when we view transition as our ultimate achievement, recognizing that it's really not all about us and that really we prove our ultimate value to an organization by how we transition out of it and how we make it possible for the next person to continue the legacy of an organization's pursuit of its mission. Mm -hmm. Now, what are some danger signs that maybe you've lost this perspective and need to reclaim it? Well, one is when you begin to view yourself as being the most important person and the most essential person to the institution and to its fulfillment of its mission. You begin to think of yourself as being indispensable. Charles de Gaulle was a French general during World War II, and he said, quote, the cemetery is full of indispensable men. Man that quote really resonates with me. The cemetery is full of indispensable men. If you think you are indispensable, you are self-deluded and sadly mistaken. No one is indispensable. You think about the great men and women who lived in the past and who've lived in the or who've worked in the organization or the church where you serve. And you think, oh, how will we ever survive if this person dies or if this person retires or if this person leaves? And yet when it happens, the organization almost always finds a way to move on. The world is full, excuse me, the cemetery is full of indispensable men. So don't think of yourself too highly. Now, there's a balance here. Obviously, when God places you in a role and responsibility, you need to fulfill it with everything you have and do the best you can and stay as long as you should and all of those kinds of things. But just remember, it's not all about you. There was someone before you and there'll be someone after. One of the things that really helps me with this is to recognize that I have some gifts right now that my organization needs. And so because of that, God placed me 18 years ago in this role and he expects me to fulfill it on a daily basis. But someday, I'm going to step aside. And when I do, there's going to be someone who comes after me who has a different skill set and a different gift mix. And likely, the seminary, in my case, will need something different in the future than I'm able to provide. And that will be a good thing as they bring their gift mix and their skill set to the task of the presidency. Because in different seasons of life and organizations, different strengths are needed. And if we can value that, then we come to understand that our role can be fulfilled in a really healthy way without thinking that it's got to be that way forever. So when we, one danger sign is we begin to view ourselves as more important or more essential to the institution than even the role or responsibility we've been given. We think if we're not here, everything will fall apart. If we don't do it, it'll never get done. If I leave, everything will collapse. That is a good indication you've lost the leadership as stewardship perspective. But here's another one. Another danger sign is when we feel entitled or grow accustomed to the perks of our position. Feel entitled. You know, I'm, I'm entitled to an office. I, I'm entitled to an assistant. You know, I'm entitled to some budget. You know, I'm entitled to this uh, this honor. I'm entitled to get to wear this shirt or this badge. I'm entitled. I, I deserve it. 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 It belongs to me. I've earned it. Man, when you start thinking that way, you're find, you'll find yourself in an entitlement position that really reveals that you're no longer a steward, but now you think you're the owner. There's a funny story about George and Barbara Bush about this. Uh, when George Bush was uh, president of the United States, every morning when he would wake up, he would roll over and push a button by his bed in the White House. And about 30 to 60 seconds later, the bedroom door would open and a Navy steward would walk in with a briefing book and a pot of coffee and set it by the bed and say, good morning, Mr. President. And George Bush liked to read his uh, briefing book and drink his coffee for that first few minutes of the morning to get started. And he did this almost every morning. And certainly every morning he was in the white house, he would wake up, roll over, push the button, and the coffee would walk in 30 to 60 seconds later. And, uh, the briefing book would be there for him to peruse. And then one morning he wasn't president anymore. And he and Barbara flew to their home, I believe it was in Houston, and uh, they woke up that first morning that he wasn't president, and I actually heard them tell this story, both of them together on a stage in uh, Portland, Oregon, at a meeting I was privileged to attend. And President Bush said, and I woke up, and I rolled over, and I reached for the button, and I realized it's not there. So I thought, well, if I just lay here quietly long enough, Barbara will get up and make the coffee. So I lay there for a while and I lay there for a little longer. And then finally, from the other side of the bed, Barbara said, George, I am not getting up and making the coffee. If you want coffee, you better learn how to make it yourself. And he said, in that moment, I realized I'm not president anymore. (laughs) Well, he was saying, I realized I had become accustomed to and had a sense of entitlement about my morning coffee. All I have to do is push a button and coffee magically appears. Listen, it's easy for every one of us, not just presidents of the United States. It's easy for every one of us to get into a leadership role and to begin to have some success and to begin to gain some influence to start to think, I'm entitled to this. I deserve this. I'm special and I ought to be recognized for this. And whether you're a president, a director, an elder, pastor, or a program manager in a church, it's easy to start to feel like it all belongs and it all revolves around you. If you've developed some of that kind of perspective, you've lost the concept of leadership as stewardship. Instead of that perspective of entitlement, you should have a perspective of gratitude. I am privileged to have some uh, benefits some perks, some honors, some privileges that come to me because I'm a leader. But those things don't belong to me. They're gifts from God and from the people I work with. It's a privilege to have these things. I'm not entitled. And if you can maintain that perspective, then you have recaptured what it means to be a steward a steward in your leadership role. Well, today we've talked about what it means to have a perspective of leadership as stewardship, and I've challenged you about what that means and given you some examples of positive aspects and some warning signs to help you understand if you've slipped in this area. Now let me conclude with three affirmations that help me maintain my leadership as stewardship perspective. Number one, I remind myself, I am a temporary president. You say, well, you've been there 18 years. I know, but I'm still temporary. This school's been around for about 77, 78 years, and I've been president 18, but there was somebody before me, and there's going to be somebody after me. I'm only temporary. And I remind myself of this quite often, that I'm just here for a season, just here for a little while, just here to do my responsibilities and take care of the role I've been assigned, give it my best, Prepare for the next person to come after me because I'm only a temporary president. And then second, I remind myself I'm a, I'm a transitional president. I, I got the baton from one person and I'm going to hand it to someone else. And I want to make sure I run the race while I'm holding on to that baton really well. And then I want to make sure I hand it off as well as it was handed to me. I'm transitional. And if I can remember that, it helps me remember this leadership as stewardship perspective. And then finally, And this is a little bit uh, dark for an ending, but I am a replaceable president. I can be replaced tomorrow. The board could meet and decide they want someone else. It's just that simple. I serve at their pleasure. But I could also die tomorrow and be replaced that way. I sometimes joke at the seminary and say, what happens if I die? I said, there better be a service and it better be a long one. I want a funeral that uh, memorializes my contribution and I... Of course, I'm being sarcastic about all that, but I think if I died, they'd probably have a nice service, and uh, a lot of people would probably come because, you know, the president and all that, and then what would happen right after the meeting? The board would go into the boardroom, and they would elect a search committee, and they'd go find another president. I am replaceable. No one is indispensable. So it helps me to maintain my leadership as stewardship perspective by reminding myself often, hey... Jeff, you're temporary, you're transitional, and you are very replaceable. And if I can remember those things, it doesn't diminish the leadership role or responsibility that I have. Does not make it less effect, make me less effective or make what I do less important? No, God has given me a stewardship responsibility. This leadership role he's shared with me belongs to him. That makes it valuable. He's asked me to fulfill it for a little while. The work I do is important, but I don't want to become so caught up in that. That I start thinking of myself as indispensable, that I start thinking of myself as an owner of the role, and that I do that I start thinking of my role in the and responsibility and what I'm fulfilling as more important than the office itself. It's just not. Leadership as stewardship. It's a perspective that will both enliven you and liberate you as you lead on.